I walked in to the party like I was walking onto a yacht. My hair strategically dipped below one eye. My scarf, it was apricot. I had one eye in the mirror as I watched myself gavant. And all the boys dreamed that they'd be my partner. They'd be my partner, cause I'm so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, welcome everyone to the very first episode of my new personal journal podcast called This Joe Batanz. It's an eponymous podcast, so my name is Joe Batanz. Um, and I am here... You know what? It's so funny. Because it's a personal journal podcast, because it's only released to exclusive tier people, I'm going to be just talking off the cuff. So no matter what happens, you're going to hear it. And that's just happened right now in that first lady of Afterthought Media, Aiden Deem, has just... I told them, hey, I'm doing a show at this time um, with um, uh, Discord, my personal journal. It's called... Now he's just texting me. What's it called? It's called uh, Discord. And the server is Afterthought Media. You would think as the first lady of Afterthought Media. Um he would get that. I'm gonna get a smart assy answer right now. Anyway, welcome to but um Humble Pie, if you're listening, uh Aiden will be joining any second. If you could put him in that uh, first lady of afterthought media role, that would be fantastic. Okay, anyway, um this is the first episode. Now, guys, uh here's the thing. Um, I, I've been meaning to do this to, for a week now. And I, every day I was, last week was crazy. I couldn't, and, and I, because here's the problem. The, the input, the, the, the obstacle was I had to record that theme song. Now that I have the theme song recorded, everything ready to go, uh, we can do it every day. But it's the thought of having to record the theme song after all the things I had to do was like a whole thing. I'm debating, um, and any anyone, the two people who are in the chat room, Humble and Bree, you can tell me. Should I just squeeze all the past? Like, I want to go since Sunday, let's say, for instance, because I have a horrible memory. I have a horrible memory. The reason I would have to do this every day is I have a terrible memory, and that, that's the reason I am doing this is because my memory is so bad that to get ready for either throwing down or for. Catching up, I want to have like a personal journal podcast that Mike can't hear, that Adam can't hear, that I can go back and listen to like, oh, that's right, that my mom did fall inside a volcano or something like that. I forgot about that. So uh, I need something, a record of my days because I forget individual days. So I, I guess because, I think I just answered my own question. Because my memory is so bad, I will just go with what I remember from starting Sunday and then we will go to today. Oh, thank gosh, today's Wednesday. I thought today was Tuesday. All right. So here's what. So Sunday. Um, now Sunday, I went to. I went somewhere. Oh, okay. So Sunday. Why did I see my brother in the morning? So, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna walk through my days. Saturday, 
I for I was just bored. I had nothing to do on Saturday. So uh I went to my niece's soccer game, which I haven't gone to any of these soccer games, you know. Uh because it's just like a pain in the ass, right? It's in this weird part of town that's hard to get to. So I but I wasn't doing anything on Saturday, so I figured, oh, I'll go to the soccer game. Hold on, I have to fix this microphone. By the way, on this show of hands, you're gonna get um bizarre shit like i just go like i'm gonna fix the microphone i don't care because again this is more this is truly a personal journal that you guys just get to listen to all right so i'm just gonna stop and fix my microphone and do text aiden back while we're doing the show anyway uh so i went to the to the soccer game i I love i went all the way back to saturday but I, i think i need to to walk through the whole thing here's the problem one of the reasons i have not gone to uh soccer games is I feel when you're a single man, particularly a gay man, showing up to, like, children's sporting events, you always get some sort of side-eye, you know? And so, you know, it's, it's a bunch of, like, 8- to 12-year-olds playing soccer, different games going on. Now, by the way, this might not be happening. This could be just something I'm just making up in my head. But I just think that people look at you like... They just clock you. I'm not saying that they necessarily think anything bad, but they're like, okay, there's a single unattached man without any family or wife or kids. Let's keep an eye on this guy. So, And the parking lot was packed. So, of course, I'm trying to get from the parking lot to find my parents and my brother and his family as soon as possible so that I'm attached. Then I'm there with a purpose. I'm watching my knees. So I did go through that, and I went to uh, the soccer game. I did find them. It was, for the most part, pretty uneventful. The only thing I remember was I was dealing with a couple of things whilst watching. Actually, I'll be honest with you. I never watched this soccer game at all. I was behind a tree. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, we were actually sitting far away from the soccer game, so I was like, I don't care. I'm just here. I'm making an appearance, right? So uh, the point is that I uh, – so the soccer game's going on. While the soccer game's going on, I'm dealing with drama with um, the show uh, – what's the name of the show? Bring it to the runway. By the way, if Brie, if you're really listening, God love the state of Brie, Right? I've been having so many doubts about this Bring It to the Runway show. Like, so many doubts. And I'll be... Again, this is... the Guys, this is all tea, no shade here. That's why I should have called the show. All tea, no shade. I hate Bring It to the Runway. I hate it. And I don't entirely blame uh, Brett Baxley, a.k.a. Jimmy Anti. This yee-yee is so boring. I can't take how boring she is. I don't know what to do. The the, the story with Yee Yee is this, okay? Yee Yee messaged me uh, at dragracerecap at gmail.com, gosh, months ago, and said that her she and her brother, who were Mexican, were recapping the Mexican, or Spanish language at least, drag competition co- show called La Mas Draga, okay? I would do it with an accent, but I don't feel like faking being fake to you or to me. Because I can't speak Spanish. And she was reviewing that competition show. Uh, and when I listened to it, she would have to offer it to Afterthought. So she gave me one episode. And on that, I know if you've listened to Bring It to the Runway, I'm going to tell you something very shocking. Okay? Yee was the interesting one. Okay? The brother has... If you think Yee is boring, the brother is even more boring than Yee. Okay? So... 
I told Yee, again, it's in comparison. I told Yee, you know, I should release Bring It to the Runway to the exclusive feed so you guys can hear it. The one, not Bring It to the Runway, I'm sorry, the one that they gave me, the Lamas Draga show. So you can see what I'm talking about. But anyway, so um, I tell Yee notes. I give Yee honest notes. Now, on the one with her brother, she's much more outgoing. Okay. And so I said, you know, you're fine. Your brother, though, he needs to bring up the energy because it's really, really low energy. And she's like, okay. And I go, maybe you need to bring in some. I was trying to get someone to do Because here's the deal is I really think from a business perspective, even though I don't speak Spanish and I know what I listen to a Spanish language podcast, but I do know that there are no, virtually no, as far as I know, there are no Spanish language RuPaul's Drag Race recap shows out there. There are Spanish-language podcasts that will talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, but there are no dedicated Spanish-language, as far as I know, recap shows. I should probably get one of my Spanish-language friends to research this for me. Anyway, so I was told him, listen, if you can get someone interested, they should do, you should do basically a parallel RuPaul's Drag Race recap, but that Spanish-language, Okay. Uh, and, and then it just runs parallel and I, I want to do, I'll say, I'll start it for season five and I will give you my script and you guys just translate, translate directly into Spanish and you just do that show in Spanish. And I go, I think it'll be a big hit. And so I, so Yi was in the back of my mind cause Yi speaks Spanish as someone who could do that. Now maybe Yi can still do that, but right now she is super boring anyway. So I, was like, okay, well, bring it to the runway seems like a natural fit for, because here's the deal, and I made no secret of this. I hate talking about the looks. If we could just not talk about the looks, I would love that. In fact, I kind of like the way Daniel and I are doing it. Daniel, because I know Daniel feels the same way I do. Like, a really quick, they, we mentioned that they exist, but there's no more time spent on that segment than there is on any other segment. So in other words, I don't get why, you know, we'll, the, the, someone could bomb, blow up the workroom and we'll talk about it for five minutes and we're going to talk about the, the looks for 40 minutes. So I just feel it slows the show down. I think people have taken that to mean that I hate the looks. When I'm No, let me tell you this. Actually, when I'm watching the show, the looks are one of my favorite parts. I love watching the looks, you know, but I just think on a recap show, it's death. It's a visual, it's the most visual part of the show. I lack the vocabulary to discuss the looks. I don't, I shouldn't, I'm not an expert in fashion at all. In fact, I'm the opposite of an expert. I'm a, a martinet, if you will, in the looks. And I should not be talking about the looks. I should have nothing to do with the looks. No one should, there's, no, well, maybe Lori's less qualified than I am talking about the looks, but just by like a hair. Neither, I, I can tell you this, All-Stars 5, where Lori's doing that, we're not talking about the looks. We'll do like a simple, like the, kind of like we do, I don't even think we, do we really talk about the looks on Hello Ugly? A little bit. The way we do Hello Uglies, that's going to be All-Stars 5, all right? Anyway. um, So... I'm, I, you know, Yee Yee, essentially, and I think I've talked about this in other shows. So last week, I had messaged both Brett and, I don't know, Yee Yee won't tell us her real name. I don't know what Yee Yee's real name is. But Brett had a set, I emailed Brett and Yee Yee, and uh, I said, listen, uh, the show's not working. We need to rethink how we do the show. Now, in my head, 
I'll be honest with you, at the time last week, to me, the only solution was to fire Yee, right? So I was trying to build towards that in the email, hoping maybe Yee would go like, you know what, guys, this isn't working for me. I'm going to go make it easy for me. Or eventually just go down that path to where then I have a conversation with Yee, okay? Well, first of all, it's actually more confusing than that. Brett and I have laughed about this. Yee does not know how to hit reply all. So this has happened several times. This is another case. And I'm the dummy for always forgetting that she doesn't know how to hit reply all. But Yee, I sent this email saying, what do you guys have any suggestions? Brett replied within an hour or two. And then I just never got anything from Yee for days. I didn't. And finally, I'm like, Yee? And Yee's like, I responded. By the way, like I said, this isn't the first time this has happened. Yee had to then copy and paste because she did not reply all. She just replied to Brett. So I don't know why. Because Brett didn't even send the original email. So Oh, because you know Brett replied first. And then she replied to Brett's response. Okay, that makes sense. So in in the email she wrote to me, Yee uh, was like, essentially like, yeah, I agree with you. The show's not working. And then essentially told me in very nice words that I was the reason the show doesn't work. <laughs> and that she wanted to try it without me and with she wanted to do it with uh, Jimmy and herself. Now, by the way, everyone was like, oh, my God, can you believe that? Can you believe she said that? And here's the truth. This is the God's honest truth. Like, I, I laughed. Like, I have, you know, old Joe Batans from three or four years ago where I've been like, fuck this bitch, right? I laughed because I was like, oh, you want to do this show? Fine. I, one less show for me. I, I would have had the same response with um, Camp Wanakiki. Oh, you want to do this? Uh, good. I hate doing this show. You've relieved me of this burden. So I was like, okay, well, great. Now, you guys... Then you and Jimmy do the show because here's the deal. I've never looked. I have a way. It's, it's kind of involved, but I can look at how many Patreon people listen to the show. I also don't think it's totally accurate because I don't. It only counts people who listen to the show through the app. I don't think it can't. There's no way for it to to determine how many people listen to the show on their podcasts. You know. So uh, anyway. I, uh, but I don't think the numbers are good. I, I, I get, except for, so today I thought it was funny that Brie was like, sounds much better. Now it could be a shady comment or it's getting better. It's never been better. Cause that could be mean like it was such so shitty. I will, I have not listened yet. I, so I had to actually record the show for them. I was trying to teach them how to do it and they couldn't do it. I was trying to teach them how to record. Oh, you just reminded me. I have to uh, play. Wait, wait, what happened with Aiden? Oh, Aiden says, uh, humble. Aiden says he needs an invite. Let me ask him, what is your Discord name? And then with the number next to it. Um, anyway, humble, I'll tell you when he responds. Um, so anyway, uh, so you see, I shouldn't be doing it because I get distracted. Um, cause any, if, if you're there, what was I talking about right now? I don't remember. So brief, I think it could have been shady because it'd been like, oh, so shitty, you know, that it just, even this is better. I haven't listened yet, but, um, uh, from what I can tell, uh, I think it is better. 
I think I think I mean there I think there there is some stuff that is true, which is that I uh I hate the look so much that it brings the show down. Okay. I will tell you that there are people that we know. Um well yeah, so Bree said I thought it was more conversational than usual. It is. And so my so what they're gonna do as well, and you'll see this next week, is they're gonna switch off duties. So in the next episode Brett is going to host. He's going to be the lead host. And the following week, Yee is the lead host, and it alternates back and forth between the two. I think it'll be better when Brett leads, and maybe once that's done for a while, then I will uh, essentially give the show to Brett, and that gives him the ability to either fire Yee or maybe Yee will leave on her own, or I don't know. I still think she's boring. Anyway. So that's that. So then I was dealing with that drama about how we were going to record it. I was finally able, because here's the thing, is Lori and I need to go watch Sister Act at Sunny Hills High School in Fullerton. Okay? So, but Lori didn't know yet whether Star was going to come to her house that night. So if Star was going to come over, then we were going to go to the matinee of Sister Act. If Star wasn't coming over, then we were going to go at night. Turned out Star was not coming over. So, uh, we did the the evening performance of Sister Act, and I record. I was able to record for Jimmy and Yee uh, the show. But I just put the headphones down and walked away, and then they told me that when they were done. Anyway, uh, okay. So that was so Saturday. Now you're going to hear about. So I go home. I record the show. Nothing happens. I get ready. I go with Lori to the play. Now, in terms of personal journal stuff, I'm going to cover everything that happens at the play. I'm going to cover on uh, Breaking Legs. So that will be recorded somewhere. I don't need to talk about that. So Saturday night, that will be detailed with Lloyd Roggenkamp on Breaking Legs, which, by the way, if you're listening to this, well, it's probably too late, uh, but for, for Bree and Humble, we're doing it today probably around 2.30 Pacific. We're doing two shows today on Exclusive Tier. We're doing a lot of shows on Exclusive Tier today. We're doing this. Then 2.30 Pacific, we're going to do... Um, uh, Breaking legs, and then some. At some point in the evening, we're going to do um, season seven, episode three. Anyway, so that was Saturday. Sunday, I think Sunday was super casual. I just went to sleep, but then I went to see a play with John Paul. But I think I don't think I did anything during the day. I just found out John Paul. So um, what's funny is it comes up on catching up. Where I was talking about how I might know that I think Michael Mike Lawson asked about Little Shop of Horrors. They were doing one with uh, the trans girl from uh, Little Shop, from Pose, and some guy that was in a show called Be More Chill and stuff like that. And uh, they were doing Little Shop of Horrors at the Pasadena Playhouse, and I told John Paul, "Oh, I'll go. Uh, just tell me, and I'll just get me a ticket, and I'll pay you back." And. Then John Paul had told me during the week or on Friday that he was going to Little Shop of Horrors, but forgot I said that. So he only had two tickets for himself. And then I went on the website to go try and buy a ticket, and it was completely sold out because it was the closing night show. So I thought I wasn't going to go. And then Sunday morning, John Paul told me that Evil John did not want to go to the show uh, at all. And I made him triple confirm, and Evil John just did not want to go. So I went with John Paul. Um, what landed up happening was we went to dinner first. And um, when we went to dinner, so it was in Pasadena, which is not a place that he and I usually go to. So we were like, oh, let's try a new place in Pasadena. So we went to this place called 
pie and burger, which I've seen in all the blogs. Whenever there's a blog about hamburgers or cheeseburgers in L.A., it's always on this list. Which I'm going to go on a rant about this in a second. But I love how I was like worried I wouldn't be able to talk for 10 minutes, and it's been 20. Anyway, um, okay, so Bree says that her boyfriend loves pie and burger. Okay, let's talk about this pie and burger for a second. So we go to Pine Burger, and for every people who doesn't know, it's it's in Pasadena, California. It's very old school diner, fifties like style. Okay, so John Paul and I sit at the counter, and we get the menu. Now here's the deal with Pine Burger. Here's my simple review. Okay, maybe Bree can chime in because only been one time. The burger is good. The fries are good. You know, uh, I just had a water. John Paul just had a water. So we each had water. Uh, we each had a cheeseburger and fries and a slice of pie. Uh, both of us. We had the exact same thing. Cheeseburger, fries, slice of pie, and a water. The bill was $50? Over $51? And they only take cash? I had gotten cash. Luckily, I had exactly $50 because... Paying for John Paul's meal because of the show. But then I had to ask John Paul to leave the tip because I literally had $50. I'm all, oh, $50 will cover the the bill and the tip and maybe even like the, the parking, you know, at the passing the playhouse. No, it was only, it was $50, $51 for, I just told you what we had, everything we had. So the thing is like, it's fine, but it's too pricey. Just so I sit in an old fashioned diner. Right? I need to eat, pay all that money because I sit in an old-fashioned diner? Like, to me, in my head, that was like a $30 meal, not a $50 meal. You know, maybe $40, right? Maybe for But $51 just because... It, I'm telling you, the burger was fine. Here's the thing, and I was telling John Paul this, is that... Okay, Bree chimed in here. Yeah, it's just... Okay, good. I think my BF likes it because it's unpretentious and not too hipstery. That's true. It is unpretentious and not too hipstery. But but then here's my question. If you're in Pasadena, why not just go to Lucky Boy then and have the same thing for, I guess you can't have the pie, but like a fraction of the price. Anyway, the thing in LA is this, is I was just talking, there's a rest, there's a, there's a, a deli called, um, what the fuck, I keep forgetting the name of the deli. I've been there a million times. I don't know. There's this deli in West LA that makes a sandwich called The Godmother. And everybody raves about the Godmother sandwich, okay? And it's on Lincoln in uh, in West LA, all right? I can't remember the name of the deli. And, uh, I mean, there's lines out the door. It's on every list. Like, oh, my God, this amazing sandwich. I'm going to tell you something. It's fine. It's, it's the sandwich is fine. It's not the world's greatest sandwich. It's just it's just a good sandwich. But I feel you can get those sandwiches out of L.A. proper all the time, like either in the Valley or in Orange County or in Eastern L.A. County, just outside of L.A. proper, outside of what everyone knows of as L.A. So when there's some place that's sort of competent at that stuff, people just lose their minds over it and they think that they invented it, okay? And uh, I'm like, it's whatever like you can get it the price isn't super unreasonable but like the line is like a joke it's not worth it i'm telling you it's not the sandwich is fine if you had it you'd be like oh fine i just think people just can't get it and so uh they're just in west west la is particularly bad at this because also this is sort of shocking 
West LA doesn't really have good Mexicans, Mexican food. I've never been, Brie asked if I've been to Teddy. I don't even know what that is. I've never heard of it. I'll go though. West LA doesn't really, oh, Teddy's Red Tacos. No, I haven't mean to go to Teddy's Red Tacos, but they're everywhere. Teddy, the, the Red Tacos places everywhere. They have like that, that's a whole, I've heard it's good. I'll try it out. But West LA has such a shortage of Mexican food. In fact, Teddy's Red Tacos is a perfect example. That any place that's halfway good, they lose their minds over it. I don't know why they don't have good Mexican food. I've never understood that, but the West Side does not have good Mexican food for the most part. But everyone loves Teddy's Red Tacos, and even people who love it in other places, they love it too. So, um, anyway, uh, uh, how did we get on this? Oh, Pie and Burger. So then we go to see um, Little Shop of Horrors. Now, here's my brief review of Little Shop of Horrors. It was fine, right? It was fine. Uh, I almost kind of really want Aiden in here for this. Uh, I'm going to give him send a mean message. I'm actually going to call him on the show here. Let me see if he answers. You're going to hear him on the phone for a second, but he won't hear you. But I guess it doesn't matter because I'm the only one talking. Hello? 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 Hi, I'm... um. I'm getting uh I'm getting lunch with a friend. With a friend from UW. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I was gonna ask you I was gonna I was gonna tell you to go on Discord, but never mind. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk later. Baby, I wanna tell you I because we had a fight about Little Shop of Horrors, I listened to the entire thing and it's so good. Oh, the show? Little Shop of Horrors? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, bye. Love you. Bye. All right. Anyway, um, so what's funny is he, he doesn't even know we're, on, we're talking about this. We're going to talk about Little Shop of Horrors. So anyway, uh, Little Shop of Horrors is fine. Now, here's let me give my review right now is that I like the show Little Shop of Horrors. I've seen it several times, seen the movie. I, you know, I'm not like a stand for Little Shop of Horrors, but I've seen it several times. And uh, they did a couple of things. One, they cast a transgender woman as Audrey, the one that the role that's played by Ellen Green in the movie. The sorry doctor who talks like that, right? And I think, believe it or not, you know, Ellen Green is doing a, a pitch perfect impression of the girl from the original movie. If you don't know this, Little Shop of Horrors musical is based on a 1950s B movie by Roger Corman. Okay, and the woman in that is she's literally doing an impression of that woman. It's crazy, and of Audrey, of the original Audrey, and um, and I think that I think that the comedy of that role is super important because there is a campiness to it that I think is important to the role. Okay, we'll come back to in a second. Also, for the role of the plant, Audrey too. That's where it gets confusing. Audrey too is the name of the plant. They cast uh, Amber Riley from Glee, all right? And historically, it's played by some sort of R&B man, like a, a guy who can sing R&B but is a man. Typically, historically, a black man, okay? Well, not always, but, you know, historically, it's a black man that plays Audrey 2, and it's, I think there's sort of humor that it has a female name, but it's a, a, you know, a black, soulful voice singing it. And then Audrey 1, the original Audrey, is usually played by some sort of like cartoonish campy character, all right? And um so they cast uh 
MJ, I can't remember what her last name is, from Pose, and then they have Amber Riley from Glee as a plant. And the problem is, both of them did a fine performance, and there's nothing wrong with either performance. So, and so I think that the problem with it is either, I wouldn't even say directing, because I, it could be a directing choice with MJ, but ultimately, I think it's a casting problem. One is... Amber Riley is fine as the plan. She doesn't do anything wrong. She does everything right. There's nothing I would change. But it just didn't serve. You, I think in that case, I'm just saying, I think you need, you know, the original idea for the plant as the, as the voice. You, it kind of, at least to have a male voice, you know, just because it, it just didn't work. And I'm not saying that women can't play that role. Maybe it is, but either way, it ends up being a casting choice. Okay. And uh, same thing with, so with MJ, she did a very weird approach to the character in that she played the character very earnestly. So it's almost like it could be a character on Pose. It, she played it like the way a real person who was getting beat by their boyfriend who's a dentist. Like It's almost like she was in a serious play. Okay? And everybody else in the cast is playing it cartoonish like the old the original musical. So it's like it's like MJ is in a different play from the cast. The cast is doing this cartoonish uh little shop of horrors, which is great, but she's doing like a really serious role as uh as um uh as uh, Audrey. So that's sort of the problem we run into with Little Shop of Horrors. Anyway, I'm talking about this with oh my god, what a disgusting poster. Um I'm talking about so I'm so on the way home I talked to Aiden and I'm talking about this and the my point was is because it was a casting issue I kind of feel like casting MJ was a stunt like oh look we have a trans woman as uh Audrey and we have the girl from Glee there were two stunts going on to sell tickets and so I said I mean, you know, maybe if they just cast Amber Riley and everything else was traditionally cast, okay, you're like, all right, whatever. Or if you just cast MJ and then it's like this, the usual cast. But to have both of them and it just didn't work and it was a casting issue, to me, I said it made it into a stunt. Oh, my God. Aiden got so angry. We got in a huge fight because he kept saying that I was saying that uh, a trans woman could not play that role. And I was like, no, it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, even now I'm getting mad again. I'm saying, if you have a trans woman who takes such a, if they had a trans woman who played it like the way Ellen Green did it, I'd be like, oh my God, that's fantastic. It's amazing. I wouldn't even think about that she was trans. I would just think the show would have been a lot better. But it's, it was the, it was her approach. So obviously when she auditioned, she took that same approach, right? She didn't do a comical over the top uh, send up of, of uh, Audrey. So then they chose her and they, and clearly they chose her because she's trans. I think it's a stunt to sell tickets. I'll be honest with you, you know, but that's just my two cents. Anyway, we got a big fight about that. And that was Sunday. Monday, we woke up. Now, I was supposed to do, and this is an exclusive tier thing, uh, I was supposed to do Season 7, Episode 3 with Lori, and the plan was we were going to do Season 7, Episode 3 at 11 a.m., take a, like a break for lunch, and then come back and do Breaking Legs, 
And then that, you know, then I would record the room meal. And then that night I was supposed to go, and I still did go see my my friend Liz was staying in Malibu with my friend Mercedes. Okay, and I had to leave by like three thirty to get there on time. So, <clears throat> so I wake up in the morning, and as you know, I'm just I've had breakfast. I'm just chilling. Just kind of, the 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 season the episode's pre- prepped. I've written the script. I've pulled the clips. Everything's ready to go. I'm just waiting to do the show. And uh, when I do, when I'm waiting, though, I start thinking, like, you know what? I should invite some of these uh, Dragula people on for an interview at some point. So I think about who do I want to interview. And I think I want to interview Hollow Eve, Dahlia, and Landon. I think since then, I think I've, al- I've also want to interview someone else. I can't remember who it was. I thought she would be a good interview. I forgot who it was even now. But those are the three I want to interview at this point, right? So I send them all messages on Instagram and Hollow Eve responds almost immediately. Okay. Uh, and she's like, yes, I will do it. And I was so I started thinking, like, oh, let me talk to Lori. Let's see when we can schedule. And she and then and then Hollow's coming back with like, okay, it might be kind of tricky because I'm going out of town. I'm doing this and this and this and this. And so I was like, all right, whatever. And then I started thinking, like, well, Lori and I are gonna record in 15 minutes. So I ask her, I say, listen, uh, if we do it like in at eleven. Could you do it? And she's like, yeah. So I call Lori. Lori answers. And I say, listen, I have Halloween. I go, before she listens to our show, she's going to do it now. Do you want to do it? And she's like, oh, my God, yes, but I'm so nervous. Lori got really nervous. So I tell Holly, let's do it. We'll do it at 11. That's why you guys – remember, we, I had I made an announcement in the exclusive tier uh, that we were going to do season seven, episode three, but it got changed like in, like literally like five minutes before we were supposed to go on air. So – uh we do this we do the show but then it goes longer than i thought it would be i had to go to lunch i come back and then Lauren, now we were still going to do either breaking legs or um season 7 episode 3 we were just going to do one of those we were just going to do it in that other place i call this lori she doesn't answer doesn't answer because she says that she uh, fell asleep so i'm like what right um State of Brie asked if I was freaking out about interviewing Hollow so quickly after asking her. No big deal. I have to be honest with you. And I think people won't believe me when I say this. I don't get nervous interviewing people. Like 0%. Like literally not nervous at all. Uh, I don't have an explanation for this. I used to interview celebrities in college. I never got nervous there. Um... I just don't get nervous at all. Like literally it was as if we were having Taylor Latte Boy on the show. I get zero, zero percent nervous, like not nervous at all. So anyway, uh, so we do the hollow Eve interview to, you know, what's so funny is when I was doing it, I was worried that it was boring, but I've since listened back and I actually think it's quite good. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've listened to the whole thing. But uh, from what I've heard, it's not bad. Sometimes you're super judgmental when you do these things because you're so you're processing a hundred things. Like actually, uh, Evan messaged me after the rumor mill and said it was not a good episode at all. And I was thinking, oh, so I was waiting for like, a train wreck of an episode. And now I don't listen to the rumors, but I listened to like the first half an hour or so, and I thought it was quite good. I thought the rumor mill was one of their best rumor mills. To be honest with you, I really liked it. So anyway. Um, so anyway, I'm calling this Lori. She's not coming back. I have to leave by 3.30. Now it's like 2.30. Now it's 2.45. Finally, I get three Lori's like, sorry, I took a nap. So that's why we didn't record on Monday any of those other shows. So then I drove to um, 
Malibu, spoke to Aiden on the way to Malibu, but nothing dramatic happened on that phone call, just like normal boyfriendy kind of things. Uh, I get to Malibu, and I had taken my backpack. So I had promised John Paul that I would buy the Star Wars tickets, because he he's the only other person I know who will go to Star Wars on the day it premieres uh, at the Arclight. So... John Paul's like, yeah, I knew, and I knew they were going to start selling tickets at some point right after 5 p.m. So I get to Malibu right at 5 p.m., but then I start talking to people, and it's and then it's like really it's 5.15, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to check for the Star Wars tickets. So I go on my phone, and we wanted the 8 p.m. sold out. But luckily, 9.15, the seats that we usually get were available, so I bought those, 9.15. So 9.15, December 19th. Is it 19th? Yeah, it sounds right. Uh, Arclight Theater in Hollywood. Uh, John Paul and I are going to see Star Wars. And with Evil John. So that'll be good. Maybe we can meet for dinner before. And um, so I bought those tickets while I was there. I saw my friend Liz. Oh, my God. Her baby is so, so cute. Like, so cute. Uh, and um, she was... The baby, the baby did not cry at all the entire time I was there. And I was there for like three or four hours. Got a little fussy when he was getting tired. You know, baby J. His name's baby J. Well, his name's Julian, but we call him baby J. Uh, he got a little fussy, like a tiny fussy, like a 1% fussy. But other than that, was like a super happy baby. Uh, Liz was telling us about all this drama with her baby daddy, who was there, but not there at the moment. I'm not going to share it, because then she might freak out, because no, no, no one's supposed to know, but which, it was, the drama had nothing to do with her, by the way. Just drama that the baby daddy's having. And, uh, then we had dinner, and dinner was fine, and then we hung out for a bit. We were just catching up, shooting the shit, and, oh, funny story was... I've been very vague about how old Aiden is with them. I'm just very kind. Of, I, they know he's younger, which I'm fine with talking about Liz with because her baby daddy's younger than she is, but only by like 10 years. So um, I'm just very vague about it. So on the way, I thought, well, I haven't seen Liz in a long time, so she might ask for a picture. This, guys, this is so embarrassing. I asked Aiden to do one of those Snapchat pictures where he ages himself. So that in case she asked, I had like a kind of older looking picture. Aiden did it, but he just looked like a douchey wrestler. Like it didn't even look. I wouldn't have even used that picture anyway. Anyway, she never asked for a picture, but we did talk about Aiden. And I was very vague on purpose about how old he was. Um, oh, other piece of information is. So it's actually today. To me, today is uh, the birthday of Chris, of Chris and Mercedes. Okay. Uh, and he's turning the big five zero today. Chris is turning the big five zero today. So I was like, <sighs> like Chris and Mercedes have done so much for me, like so much. I, the, what they've done for me is immeasurable. And I'll be honest with you, I'm quite a handful too. Like I feel like I'm. All, I I don't think I do this with anybody else, but I feel like I'm constantly like I wouldn't say putting my foot in my mouth, but doing things. That might make their association with me embarrassing, you know? Like, for instance, Chris had recommended the son of a dear friend of his to do Drag Race UK with me. And um, I think I talked about it in the show a little bit. And when I was trying to schedule with him to do Drag Race UK, 
uh, he started doing this thing where he's like, oh my God, I really want to do it. And then he started doing this thing where he's like, oh, actually, I'm really busy. And it was just like a really bad day. It was the same day that my mom got her blood clot. And so I was just like super stressed. And finally, I just kind of like via email sent an intense email where I was like, look, I'm an American. Because the thing people were saying like, well, on Tuesdays when you're going to record, I don't know if it's Tuesdays, Thursdays, I have the class until this time, yada, 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 yada. And I was like, I was like, look, let me tell you something. Finally, we're going back and forth. I kept saying like, well, we can do it Fridays and we can do this and we can do that. And finally, I'm like, listen, I know how you British people are. I'm an American. And if you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it. Because I can't tell whether, if it's truly a scheduling issue, the way this works, I can just fix this. I can do any time, right? But if it's just, you don't want to do it, just let me know. But the email is kind of snappy and mean. And I, was, I don't even know if Chris and Mercedes heard about it. I don't. I just never brought it up with them. I did tell them the story, just in case they did hear it. They didn't feel like I was keeping it a secret. But I just always sort of feel like... I'm just doing things like that that embarrass them in front of their friends because I don't like this whole Hollywood bullshitty. And that's the thing with Hollywood is they don't, they call it the Hollywood no. They don't tell you no. In fact, they do the opposite. They tell you yes, and then they avoid you afterwards. And so it's hard to tell if they really mean no, if they really mean yes. You can't, they won't, because they, what's funny is it t- ends up being the worst. They don't want to seem like the bad guy, but in my mind, they seem like the bad guy. Where they just said no, I'd be like, it would sting a little bit. And I'd be like, ugh, right? But I'd get over it and forget about it and not think about it. Whereas if you say yes and then avoid me, I get pissed and I resent you and I will call you out. That's the other thing too. In Hollywood, you're supposed to then just take the Hollywood no and move on, right? Where I'm just like, fuck that shit. I'm like, I'm out of here, right? Fuck you, okay? Bree is coming in and out of the, of the chat room. Anyway, so... I'm like, I'm not down with that shit. So I kind of snapped at this kid. I then apologized and because he's British. He was like, oh my God, no problem at all. But you know, he was like, fuck this guy too. So anyway, because of that. So when I saw them for dinner last before on Monday, I didn't know what to get Chris for his birthday. But you know, I collect these old movie posters and he kind of likes stuff kind of like that. So I made it to see, I talked to him about the movie posters and I was showing him, hoping that he might say, oh, I really like this movie poster or not. And then I'll just buy him that and be a couple hundred bucks. Um... And end of story, right? Well, first of all, during the conversation, he comes down on me on my uh, on my uh, ch- choice of doing movie posters. He's like, guys, I can't believe I've talked for nearly 45 minutes. This is embarrassing. Anyway, he comes down on me for my choice of movie poster thing. Like, oh, that's, you know, it, 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 he starts saying, like, I, I, I was like you. I used to do this and get involved and buy all these things. But you have to ask yourself this question, that question. And I was showing him the movie posters. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. It just, seemed like just, it just seems like fan fiction to me. Like, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. So then we start having this conversation about um, – I just read an article in Gizmodo about someone who collects these, but that, that collecting the movie posters now is sort of like that's such a rookie move, but that the actual once you get involved, what you want to get is the original art of which only like one exists. That's the real collectors. The real collectors get the original drawing, but it costs obviously significantly more. So I was now I wasn't showing them just trying to mine for gifts ideas, but I'm showing them this guy like oh because there is this there's this artist named Greg Ruth. Okay, and um, you can see his stuff. If you go to his shop at gregthings.com, you can see his stuff. But he has, so the Criterion Collection is coming out with a Blu-ray DVD of All About Eve, and he's selling 
the original sketches that that will be the, in other words they hired him to do the artwork for the dvds and then he's selling the original artwork that's going to be used in the dvd collection he's selling it and there's one that i want called uh, the hall of mirrors but it's a thousand dollars a thousand dollars okay but i still might buy it eventually i want it so badly but so i'm showing chris that and chris is all like yeah, well, oh, I actually like this. And it's the same thing, same Criterion Collection thing, but it's for uh, a pencil. This is so Chris, actually. I don't know why I didn't think about this. It's for a graphite drawing of actor George Saunders in the character of Addison DeWitt from All About Eve. From uh, And, and this, they're going to use it in the DVD. And Chris is like, oh, I really like this. And so I, at the time, I laughed. I'm like, ah, ha, see. See now? Now you're like me. And he's like, yeah, well, whatever. So Monday, I was like, I don't know what to get him for his 50th birthday. Guys, I bought him that George Saunders drawing. It should be here Thursday. It was $700. I still haven't had any buyer's remorse or regret because I feel like he's going to really appreciate it. And like I said, he's done that much for me, but it was going like, oof, I just dropped $700. On someone's birthday present. But I will tell him in the letter, you're not getting another birthday present until you're 60. Um, which probably won't be true, but whatever. So, anyways, guys, uh, and then that was uh, Monday night. And then Tuesday, yesterday, um, I just, by a strange coincidence, which has been unusual for the past month. Um, I think because of Camp Wanakiki's done, and we're not going to do uh, Hello Uglies this week because of the reunion, nothing really happened. So in a strange way, I just had Tuesday off. And what's funny is if we would have pulled Monday off, I would have had Wednesday off too, but uh, today off, but I don't. I have to do two shows today. But I just had Tuesday off. I just randomly had Tuesday off. So I didn't. Do, I really didn't do anything during the day. I did like, you know, got um, bring it to the one runway ready, and I, you know, got this ready and that ready. But it only was like an hour's worth of work. And then I just sort of hung out and read and, and uh, just sort of chilled and try to restore my creative batteries and then at night we went to uh this pizza place in fullerton for my sister-in-law's birthday her birthday was yesterday and we celebrated this pizza place and it was fine then i came home and watched a oh, watched this movie on tv I, i'm doing something really nerdy maybe i'll talk about it because it's been 45 minutes more than 45 minutes so i don't know if i want to bore you guys because it's going to be continuing but my new uh weird movie obsession i'm doing and uh, i'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode or something but i watched a little bit of that and then i fell asleep rather early and then woke up and now it's today but we'll talk about today tomorrow but that's going to do it for this episode of the this joe batance now i think they're not all going to be 45 minutes i think it was 45 minutes because i literally did saturday sunday monday tuesday on one episode but uh but again like i said because a i want the freedom to talk about people right this will never be released like ever like i would get i would get in trouble for saying what i said about liz's baby daddy so this will never ever ever be released you guys just get to hear it as part of the exclusive tier it gives me freedom to talk about mike lawson but everybody on the on the channel and it's just the unfiltered thoughts of joe batance and it's mostly really i'm going to use it for um so I can then go back and listen to see if I have any stories for uh, catching up and throwing down. Now, in the chat room, uh, Humble, there are only two people who are here. Humble and Bree were here, and they liked it. Humble says, you guys have talked about how weird it is meeting fans. It's like they know you, but you don't know anything about them. Imagine meeting people who listen to this. I know. Well, I've met Bree already. 
I have met Brie. Uh, yeah, that would be really weird because you're going to get like, there wasn't much to discuss today, but you're going to get like really like what I'm thinking uh, stuff here. So uh, that's why I'm kind of nervous about Aiden listening. But I think I'm going to tell Aiden he can only, only when he li- if he listens live will he ever hear it. I won't ever send him the recordings. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for me. We will, I'm going to be back here in an hour and a half to do uh, Breaking Legs. So stick around. But until then, I will see you guys later. Adios. <laughs>